and welcome to episode 425 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the polo <laughs> isn't the only mint with a hole. There's also Tony Esmond. Hello. He threw himself into that hello, didn't he? People yeah, like that one. Missed, missed yeah. it for a week. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. You did an excellent, excellent job last Thank you, mate. Yeah, oh, thank you. Tom so was that, good. Tom thank, was great. Thank you again to Tom Curry for joining us last week to talk about yeah. comics and with a quiz, put a quiz together, quizzes and all, all kinds. But um, it's the three amigos are back together. If, mm. if you've ever seen the film, the three amigos, um, the dance Dusty they bottoms. do, the dance they do is how we greet each other whenever we see each other, and uh, so we did that. Is that how you greet that man you went to see a minute ago, Dan? Look, I, I don't think I can use the outtake, Tony. <laughs> no. 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 But but stay tuned because you're never... shaking hands for the unemployed. <laughs> what about that outtake <laughs> I did a minute ago? Can we use that? No, no. Speaking of this, I because uh, kind of that sometimes our topics can kind of go a bit off off topic, and I always get a bit concerned about like uh, insulting and like uh, upsetting people. I've right. employed a uh, a HR firm to <laughs> keep an eye on what we say. Okay, and a rep- a rep- he didn't tell us about this. Hmm. Well, uh, something had to be done. You know You've done I mean? this independently, yeah. haven't you, Dan? I mean, yeah. I mean to, to be honest, um, I agree with you. You know, yeah, I think so it's only right. So yeah. Take the right to the listener. Is this Barry Cheeseman and Co? Is that the company, or it could well be? There was a number of people vying for the the, the, well, the, the contract. Quite, yeah, it's quite quite so quite a lot going on in there. It's good good practice if you want. to There's one there. of the HR reps, and uh, they're on the they're, they're going to ring me up at a moment's notice if we start going a bit off topic. Oh, good. Okay, okay. okay. cool, cool, cool. Good. Uh, hold on, hold on. You're getting yep. called already. Yeah, I'm telling them now. Yeah, yeah. That will be good as gold. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Bye, bye. Good. Just keep us in line. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Thanks, yeah. Dan. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, we can get that out of our they, massive they sponsorship. They don't know deal. what they, uh, they've let themselves in for. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a lot of paperwork involved there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, I do need to ask that, Dan. Is it, um, is it expensive? Because we haven't got much of a budget. Um, well, I, what's the person but, listening like? Are they sexy? Because I'll, you know. We, 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 I'm we, going to know. Well, yeah. No, well, I know her name's Louise. That's what I know about her. So, oh, I know uh, that. You know? Okay. Okay. Well, oh, fucking um, hell. I'm... Yeah, yeah. No, I know he doesn't know you. Yeah. No. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But went up again. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we've got. Yeah. yeah. Have so, you got so, an open so, line? Is that an so, open so, line? Yeah. No, they've got his number. So we just need to be careful. Right. Okay. And obviously, because <laughs> it's the three amigos, um, we are going to, you know, we're, we're going to have. have Fun. We're going to have a laugh. We're also going to be talking about a lot of comic subjects this week. Not about Louise. Don't get us in trouble. Don't get us in trouble, Tony. All right. Um, I tell you, we've got a great question. Don't be me, is it? I'm well behaved. No, you ain't. And I'm just going to try and find it. So there was a guy uh, messaged on Twitter, and they said, call me crazy, but I really, truly believe that the next Watchmen, the next Water Show comic will be made through crowdfunding. Well, yeah. well. Possi- we'll talk about that after the sponsorship. <laughs> Possi- possibly. Yes. Possibly. It may already could be find on, it on Comic yeah. Cast. <laughs> good place to find it. Well, yeah, all the comics are on there, so that could well quite well be done. Well, I've I mean, yeah, we've been doing this for <laughs> years, and every week... Yeah, we didn't need we, a Louise before that, did we? We completely no. forget what we're doing. So, um, but we do have a, somehow we managed to get a sponsor. And our sponsor is the lovely Comic House, an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as you do if you're listening to this show. If you've gotten to this bit, thank you so much because there hasn't been anything of any quality for the past five minutes. But 
<laughs> but there's Probably been that man Dan meant earlier. Well, yeah, that was pre-show though. Oh yeah. Um, but Comic House loves indie comics, and if you go to ComicHouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you self-publish, you can list your book on there, and it's another avenue to get your work out into the world. And if you've got digital copies of your books, there is a Comic House app. And see, mm. subscription oh, service, fucking like Netflix for What's comics. Happening? I'm not answering that. <laughs> no, leave it. Leave it. Let's have just two minutes of peace without yeah, Louise. Yeah. Louise. Louise putting her fucking nose in. Tony. Sorry. I mean, perhaps she's checking out Comic Cat. She's stifling my artistry. Which is basically like <laughs> Netflix for comics. Only £3 a month, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's being added to all the time. Uh, Dan, what's on there at the moment? We've got uh, Contracts, Issue Zero, The Long Game, Issue One. Mm. Uh, Viper Crimson Dawn by uh, good people at DZ Comics. Yeah. And uh, Phantoms <laughs> of the Lake. The good people at DZ Comics. You can buy that on uh, <laughs> my web store, Big Cartel. So, yeah. Shameless. And many other, many other comics as well. All on yeah. the comic house. Shameless well promotion. So to find out yeah. more and to start your 14-day free trial, dive headfirst into the world of small press comics and indie comics that we talk about every week. Check out comichouse.com. Now, just uh, rewind and go back. Oh, no. Dan- He's done an Ali G joke already. You're only Dan- five minutes in. Don't... <laughs> Ali G. Oh, Bo Selector. That's not Ali G. It's Bo no, Selector. Yeah, no, none of those. None of those have been relevant for fifteen years. Most <laughs> um, of stop us making jokes about it, though. No, <laughs> that's true. Because, yes, uh, we, live in the, we live in the past. But Dan, all good comic fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 that that is where a comic <laughs> fan lives. <laughs> uh, Dan, um, that question you you said, just I'll, repeat, I'll repeat again, again yeah. before yeah, we uh, again. get properly stuck into it. Call me crazy. Oh. I All right, really, crazy. truly Sorry, believe yeah. uh, this is this is quote in here. I'm not saying call me crazy, yeah, right, okay. but, uh, <laughs> but I truly shaming. believe that the next Watchmen, the next Watcher comic, will be made through crowdfunding. Hmm. Is this by someone who hasn't recently scrolled through all the books for sale on Kickstarter? <laughs> <laughs> but, I w- um, obviously, I can't. Gonna be. Just before we start, we're gonna um, we're gonna do a, a bit of backseat uh ranting uh and yeah. sort of like just talking about our, our possible opinions if you have your opinions uh that you want to discuss with us then keep the conversation going on our slack channel um and there's obviously there's ups down some of us have probably got more concrete opinions than others but mm. this is no hard and f- hard concrete facts this is just what we think and uh if you're on twitter you're used to that <laughs> yeah, or the world imploding if you're on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tony. X. X. Anyway, X. um, not ecstasy. I'm, I'm going to say a blanket statement to start with this. This one, Dan. Sorry, on. sorry to cut you off. Um, I would I disagree with that. Okay. Because, um, and it's purely down to culturally. There is obviously we're seeing a lot of big numbers with you can see big numbers with Kickstarter and you can see a lot of things like that but those particular titles that have been mentioned they were like newsstand comics they were like it was a, it was a huge sort of impact upon an industry um and for me Kickstarter is a more I mean as much as we'd like to think it is a, a is an open bubble but it's it feels to me always Kickstarter feels more like a personal a creator selling to an individual rather than a book being out with the masses does that make sense i like, what you mean yeah with with the watchman the watchman was a 
a monthly book, wouldn't it? You know, that was just put out with all yeah. the other books, and then mm. it had that impact. You know, and it, I mean, you said no one should definitely, no one should ever go into the process on their Kickstarter page or their crowdfunding page talking about their work like it's the next Watchmen or yeah, no, people do, just, but they should yeah, never. Do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I just think um, Kickstarter doesn't have that same um, audience, reach. Or, or, yeah, yeah, audience and reach, and yeah, perfect. I mean, that's that's and, the way I see it. And I don't really see a book yet on Kickstarter. That, so if you look at, if they're saying Watchmen, they're looking at a book that's extremely well done, mm. a good seller, and will sell for decades. That's kind of, to me, and also take the two creators and make them even bigger and more popular and well thought of. So there's a lot going on there with Watchmen. And it yeah. is, there's, there's, there won't be another Watchmen because there's already been one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think you have to look for another sort of thing. Um, and where I was thinking of it, sorry to interrupt, is it has to be quality and sells well you know of, of an astounding nature you yeah. know like watchman was i think it has to sell fucking loads to the point where it's going to help the industry and it has to be of a really good quality now i sort of got a crystal ball out and kind of sat there thinking where's the likeliest place because i think first the first and foremost the pat answer to this is through pure fucking luck we'll see the, the next watchman yeah you know um but i think getting a crystal ball out you can kind of if, you, if I was a betting man, there would be places that I would say to look for and places I wouldn't say to look for. Mm-hmm. I would say Marvel, no, because they're too, by this time, Marvel have been going so long. They're so down a train line that you can't drive off yeah. you know, with their stuff. <clears throat> also, they seem to be fucking, in a lot of their comics, obsessed with 6 politics. Can I uh, and just add a caveat? You know, I, I yeah. would exclude creators from Marvel. Like if they work them over and then go somewhere else, that's totally possible. But as yeah. a publisher, never can yeah. never see that happening. I, it's I, like I think kind so. of, for yeah. the moment, for the moment, yeah. I think DC, uh, in my head, let's see if you agree, are slightly more likely because there's still a little area. I know they don't have Vertigo, but they have this sort of black label with series only that still allows for a little bit more play yeah. in the medium. Do you know what I mean? That's I don't. I think of the two possibly slightly <clears throat> better at DC, but I wouldn't put money on it. I think if I had to bet on a company at the moment, I would probably say um, something like a Fantagraphics if yeah. it was going to come yeah. from a yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, I would maybe say an image, but yep. but, yeah, but the, I, th- yeah. I think I think one of the difference, uh, another important thing of note is, and I've seen it with so many fantastic Kickstarter books that I, that I've backed and pledged and stuff. Kickstarter is is the launching pad. And it, well, it can be just like your genuine way of just continually publishing your books, which is fantastic. And crowdfunding can be a fantastic avenue for that. But I've also seen a lot of fantastic books um, that I've got on Kickstarter, and I'm really pleased for their success. But the the reach is only so much. And then I see yeah. these books picked up by a dark horse or another publisher because the creators know that there's the Kickstarter audience, and then there's the bookshop audience. There's that you're not seeing. You know, mm. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Waterstones aren't lining up to place kick, a lot of Kickstarter books on there. No. Well, you think about Waterstones, they, they put into press, they take books from uh, webtoons like Lure Olympus and mm. there's a couple yeah. of the Korean titles and Japanese titles. Which I mean, they're, they're, they're the places, into... I mean, from a sales point of view, there are the places that, um, that and YA to me are the places that are going to fulfill 
the sales potential of that. Yeah. But when you think of Watchmen, it had a it had such a wider impact. So yeah. obviously we had comic shots where the direct market was a big thing for Watchmen, wasn't it? It was sort of a burgeoning direct market, really. We had it was going in the graphic novel section of bookshops, and but it was also being covered by the wider press. You know, you could, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm guessing there was TV programs that mention it. I'm guessing there was you know broad broadsheet newspapers and you know red tops mentioning I, it you know i don't know if you can do the same thing ever again because it's it's one it's a one and done yeah you, yeah you know i mean another, the market needs to be it. different the, yeah. the the world is different spoilers the world continues to but evolve and change can you say since watching we've had i would argue like, like walking dead yeah that's a yeah. massive thing that's crossed the ultimate yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but happened. I think The Walking Dead is a good example of what I'm about to say. The the major difference right now um, is partly the standing of just comics and graphic novels in larger media, but it's larger media itself because mm. you don't have comics aren't they don't sort of explode and then like they have that shelf life. A mass if an issue one comes out that's you know has the potential to be that people are already talking about adaptions for tv shows they're talking about movies yeah. when watchmen came out watchmen was just the book hmm. and that's gone yeah. that's gone now i think we won't ha- ever have that again because if a, if a book is fantastic unbelievable mind-blowing one of the next conversations that people always have now this is fantastic where's the tv show where's the animated series yeah. where's the movie that's yeah, just, it's so that's different just now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We yeah. we we did have an, an industry that would sell enough to propel it into yeah. mainstream media. Now we've got an industry that doesn't sell enough, but can propel it into other <laughs> media that then gets coverage. We, we've said this before about like people writing <coughs> essentially pitches for fucking net- Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Netflix series. I mean, that's the fucking almost like a cliche now that comics getting written for that. Yeah, just the pitch. Yeah. And because uh, of, yeah. also yeah. the I mean, we have, we have streaming some... services and going downhill, and you know you can't you can't depend on the streaming services anyway because you'll get what oh. you'll get a season then you're done. I you almost know. said mm. Bone, but then I thought, well, Bone's thirty years old. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So for the uh, the bad news for the garden, the creator, I do hope they get better. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's yes. not well as he. Yeah, yeah. I, think I think he's doing all right. He's just had to pull out of doing convention appearances. Yeah, oh, okay. Jeff, isn't he? Good. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Smith, uh, indie comics legend. Yeah, oh, he's, he's so if ever there was an indie comic success, he's the one. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like, I think there's a lot of play to that. Like, it, it could well come through crowdfunding because it seems to be kind of a bit more this off the leash and you can do whatever. But I would more look to someone like a uh, a small publishing house, mm. not small like Image or. Yeah, and, so I think Image is a funny one because it's kind of is a publisher, but isn't, isn't it? As well, yeah. it's kind of a platform. I think um, it will be a, if if I had to put money on, I would say it's a sleeper hit that suddenly gets better known. Yeah, but then again. Unfortunately, that the nature of comics media at the moment is the stuff that is either everything is fucking terrible or everything is fucking and just amazing. That, that's another. And you, it's hard to judge. Up, yeah. You can't. You can't judge what's a hit anymore because of yeah. the online community. Never mind social media, but just as soon as like people could get on a keyboard and and type their opinions, you could have the best of intentions. Your message could be absolutely on point. You could nail everything. You could get the comment right. You could get the story right. You can get. You know, it's perfect just imagine that perfect book and there is this book you get more and more um verbal people now sort of going well this isn't good enough this is wrong people just want to say 
this is shit for the sake of it. Yeah, it'd be the but then people just want to say this is good for the sake of it. It's yeah, a double-edged yeah, yeah. sword, I think. You yeah. know, there's nobody out there saying, well, this is good because of this, but this is a bit of a failing in it. Nobody's saying that anymore. It's fucking nonsense. We're getting a lot you of know? the uh, the Emperor's New Clothes stuff as well. Oh, we really like, are. You can't, yeah. you can't. We can't say anything bad about this. Is that why? Because, well, because of... Uh, for reasons. Upset someone, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's good. It's fine, but it's not... Don't put it out for sale then, mate. Not great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, man, what a fucking weird time for comics! It's, it, I, it really I, is. Yeah, I went on some news sites like this week uh, for a couple of reasons, like looking at the companies. There's nothing. Uh, it's yeah. all like films and stuff. There's nothing. Yeah. It's just a buddy, really a buddy like... of mine's got a Kickstarter at the moment. He messaged me earlier saying he'd been on. He was saying he was looking, trying to look for sites to send you know promotion to, and he says there's nowhere. It's all just mm. bullshit now. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, we're here at the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. Let, yeah. let, let yeah. us know if you've got something you want to um, chuck in the chat. But. Mentioned something last week on the show, T, that we kind of like got a lot of our kind of, not a lot, but we got some listenership through Twitter when it was actually kind of like, mm. for it well, yeah, a friendly it, place to be. Yeah. 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 There's people sharing comic stuff and then uh, shit happened. I mean, but, you and uh, I, you and I, Dan, looked at an account this week that was, it was, it was allegedly by a comic reader who had said in one tweet that he wasn't really reading comics. And then we looked at it and it was all just politics. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Politics, politics. Just... I mean, one thing I will say, like back to the Kickstarter comics, is, you know, I hope there's a book that, like, Dan gets on Kickstarter or Tony gets on Kickstarter or whatever crowdfunders, and they say to me, you got to fucking get on this because this is a bit mm. special. This is a bit different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's We hope, we're always hoping for, oh, the, mate, every week. for the best. Every week. And, and to, be, to be fair... There's some great stuff out there, and we've got loads of, you know, I've got loads of books on my shelves that are like Kickstarter backed and like crowdfunding backed and stuff like that. Um, so all we want is good comics. But the thing is, all I want is good comics. I don't need the next Dark Knight Returns. I don't need the next Watchmen. I no, don't need anything. Right. I need something that I'm going to enjoy reading. It's as simple as that. It's as simple I, as at this that. point, I'm just happy it could be just another zombie book but if the craft yeah. was right yeah. I'm, I'm, do you know I, I settle yeah, for it man these yeah, days yeah. I saw a pitch yeah. earlier this week I saw some comic art and I was like fucking this it's great and I clicked on the kickstart and it's actually for an RPG game but the the hook for it was fucking great uh, it. it's Eat, Eat the Reich uh, okay. it's a tabletop oh, that's, well, that's uh, Will Kirkby isn't it yeah, yeah tabletop yeah, role game which you play a vampire commando your coffin dropped into occupied Paris and must cut a bloody swath through Nazi forces en route to your ultimate goal yeah. drinking all of Adolf Hitler's blood I would read that comic I would watch yeah. that fucking film well, uh, Will did the, 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 the graphic novel Eastern gr- front Grenade Gra- yeah. Will did the graphic novel Grenade, nice. Grenade okay. which, uh, yeah and he, he's he's a comic book artist as well so well, is it Jerry Finley Day's Fiends of the Eastern Front that's a fucking great 2008 story so that's a a vampire SS tank team yeah. or something. That's a fucking great comic. Well, that sounds great. Mm. I think yeah. Baron Blood, uh, was it Baron Blood? He served under yeah, uh, and the Nazis for Cap. Uh, yeah, I think com- combined sort of supernatural and the Nazis. I kind of dig a bit, actually. I don't know yeah. why. To sort of, like, um, I suppose it's uh, Isla She Wolf, the SS. I kind of, <laughs> that's why I kind of dig Yeah, they kind of, of like, they, yeah. they were kind of into. It's got a transgressive quality to it, isn't it? That makes yeah. it interesting sometimes. I think. Yeah, but I think I think just pure by pure fucking luck, it will turn up. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and until I don't know what form that would be, because if I knew that no. form, I'd be making that fucking book and making that money. But... I, I I think what what that person sort of saying about the the cultural impact of you know you know like a Watchman. Right? If you're looking for that 
that same impact that those books had. You're not going to see it because the marketplace is completely different. There yeah, are, there are books that have had a major cultural impact. They're not mentioned in the, the same breath as you know these you know Guardian you know Guardian top ten graphic novels sort of like you know numbers and stuff. But you cannot deny that something like The Walking Dead has not had a major impact um, yeah, on yeah. Or, for instance, something like Laura Olympus, which, as we, we just said, webtoons. Oh, a massive, Demon Slayer. Yeah, or, Demon yeah. Slayer. Yeah. All of these books. You know, <laughs> they're, they're the cultural shakers now, but we're just not seeing it or feeling it because the online white noise is louder. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're yeah. right, man. And I think the, the problem is it's so polarised now, yeah. comics media that if someone likes it someone who thinks they're on an opposite side they're clearly not because hopefully they both like they both love comics but mm. someone opposite has to say it's bad mm. you know it's almost that bad at the moment yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like doesn't matter what the quality of the book is if he doesn't like it i've got to I like it uh, i've got to yeah. like it or whatever mm. yeah like, stupid. Man, why are you doing that it's fucking stupid mm. yeah. yeah i've read books by creators who I, their politics i don't particularly agree with but yeah, mate. I don't agree with. Find someone whose politics I agree with everything about them. Yeah, no, do you know what no. I mean? How do they yeah. feel about the uh, the extension to the fucking r- ring road around Milton Keynes? You know, do you know it's like what's that stupid? Specific. You know, but no, but it gets that much like that woman who says, yeah. "If you don't agree with my politics, don't buy my comic." I don't know what your politics are, and yeah, I don't give a fuck. And how yeah. do you think your politics are going to be exactly the same as mine? It's just nonsense. How do you feel about trickle down economics? I ain't got a fucking clue. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't kind of yeah ask these questions of an author when I go to pick up the yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, well, to a point, yeah. I do, but you know what I mean. Yeah. How do you I feel don't... about um, um, Malayan um, uh, Ecuadorian slaves? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. I think, I think some, book, of, some of the creators who are doing interesting things with their uh, concepts and asking questions, much like the, you know something like these books we're talking about are whether they're deconstructions or they're they're looking at it from a different angle or they're saying something within the text of a superhero genre or whatever it is there's writers are doing that now but within different genres and and, you know i've read a lot of stories and the name that comes to mind for me at the moment is uh, someone like james tinian who um he's got these these wildly different stories um and but sometimes when I'm reading them, and it's like just say a post-apocalyptic tale, like um, is it that nice house by the lake sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, you you can enjoy it for that Twilight Zone kind of feel that he puts into it. But there's dialogue or there's moments, and that make you think, oh, oh, that's interesting. That mm. they've put that. Do you know yeah, what I mean, I mean and, the, that's the, what the it's conceit- all about. Isn't it? The conceit of this question isn't quite right because nothing has to be. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we we can get a lot from comics without them being that level of quality. Mm. You know, it'd be nice to see it, you know, and it's inspiring to see it, but we don't, we just want to read at the moment. I'm a, I, The way I sort of can ingest my comics is I'm at a point where if I find them read, readable and fun, I'm on board. You mm. know, I don't think I'm finding anything around that level of that big explosion of Dark Knight Watchmen. No. Nah. You know, that sort of period. Mm. We're not seeing it now as something, you know, it's, you know we, we're just not seeing it but as long as something's and they're still there for you to go back and read yeah you know, you'll never read, making, the amount of comics we've read we'll never read every comic yeah. that's great will we you know no. someone's making the argument that comics generally were like better back in the 80s and like i find that hard to 
argue against if i'm honest some were some were yeah. the i think i think the thing is it, it, it was a, a playing field where people were yeah. more prepared to take chances you know sometimes they were censored you look at the the stuff around jesus appearing in mm. swamp thing and stuff but you know it, there's, there's stuff that went on then that was just fucking fantastic but I tell you what if you you put out what marvel and dc are putting out back in the 80s to what you're putting out now I don't think you'd be able to fucking hold a torch against it. But I think there's I definitely think... there's definitely some that were good. I mean, having been a you know a regular Marvel reader, I, I've already ranted about something to you two yeah. today anyway, yeah. or twice today. But, actually, but I, enough, I, but, I think when yeah. we when we make these sort of like um, they're only sweeping. It doesn't. They're, they're sweeping, and normally we put it down to whatever the big two are doing. But you see what the world of independent comics has grown and blossomed and become. Since the eighties, it's a different ball game. I know there was absolute classics going on in the industry. Oh, mate, yeah, it's completely yeah, fucking, of course. Completely we wouldn't. Different. I mean, yeah. Vertigo so, wasn't the eighties. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that went around the sort of what they call the writers' revolution in the early two thousands. It's amazing. This stuff, you know? publishing, fucking gave birth to yeah. like how many small press comics? Like? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you know when people go, uh, you know, you pick a decade, comics were better here. Every every decade is peaks and troughs. Yeah, yeah. The easy joke is people when people go, oh, nineties comics. I hit, burst your bubble, but nineties comics was when I hit my fucking heyday. But that there were some cool. amazing nineties comics. But I also yeah. follow a, a Twitter, uh, an Instagram account that puts out the worst eighties, the nineties comics rather, yeah. and. You wouldn't believe how bad some of them were. Oh God! Yeah, you yeah. Know. but there, some of them were fucking like the Virgo, Sandman. Yeah, you know, this yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm going to talk yeah. about some of those worst '90s comics when we get to our main topic. Oh yeah, you've been forcing yourself to read them this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, th- I think. Well, what do you think about this? Um, you know, crowdfunding is always an interesting and usually opinionated topic. I mean, that I kind of think that that was written by someone who's got a crowdfunder going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I certainly, if I was at a crowdfunder. I come up with that question. I'd fucking drop that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I've got this Kickstarter to go. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you are interested <laughs> yeah. in Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting question. It, it's not like this is no, no, no. this is yeah. where it is. I is. It was one of those. I think this is, and that, and it gave birth to this uh, conversation slash rant that we've had for the past ten. I just, minutes. Yeah. So. just kind of say that it's more. I feel like though that kind of big comic is more likely to come out of a kind of. Uh, not going to come out of a, a corporate controlled environment. That's what I at the moment. Yeah, at the I think moment. they're too too kind of restrained. Mar- Marvel yeah. really is. I mean, I think that's the example of that is because they keep losing all the great writers yeah. from yeah. Marvel. But yeah. I, yeah. I also think that the problem with that is this this book will come out from where from other publishers or other places where um, there's. I hate to use the word reach again, but like you know, you know, the audience aren't as big, and if they. If they dare to get as big, shall we say? Well, some some of the bigger I mean, publishers might snuff it, snuff out, or or just fill the. You know, you won't notice it as much because I'm suspicious of hype as well. I'm suspicious if someone if someone goes on, this is the best book since Watchmen. I, I, yeah. I will immediately think. Okay. Well, firstly, it's not nice try. No, I'll be contrary <laughs> to that almost immediately. Yeah. I don't know. It's cynical. Massive, I, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Skeptic. Yeah. I think it's more. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say also like look at the landscape now. Like back then, if you put out like a comic from Marvel, DC, whatever, but how many titles were you going up against? Now, if you put a comic out, you're going up against everyone in the mm. fucking world. Mm. Yeah, and, you got a big fucking. And you'll probably sell about four hundred of it. Yeah, and, and also it's down to personal taste because I don't know, I don't know whether I said it on the show before, but I'm going to say it now. I'm not really a fan of the Watchmen. No, <laughs> I don't. I, I, I've got I don't it. Mind it. I've read it enjoy it but i'm not like 
And it's like we, but we said, I can, I've I never can still really... see it for what it is. I still one of those. Yeah, I get it. But as a book, I would never so, do that. So, would you of... put Dark Knight above it? Oh. Um, for for me, Dark Knight Returns is a book I can reread more. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably put them alongside one another. I would. I'd find it very hard to dis. What about you, T? Mm. Yeah, it depends what mood I'm in. But yeah, I, yeah. I kind of at the moment I haven't read it. I haven't read either of them for about a year. I tend to reread Watchmen more often, but I, at the moment I think yeah. As, as I went through a, a recently went through a Miller phase, just re- re-realizing how, how amazing he is. Yeah. Um, but then again, I listened to the Kayfabe interview with um, Dave Gibbons about a year ago, where he talks about everything that went into Watchmen the last issue, and fuck me, that's that's some eyebrow lifting stuff, man. That's, really? Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd recommend that V. It, it just might give you another, you know, another insight. I think maybe the weight of expectations weighing down a bit on you around Watchmen. Do you think? Or I think in, I think in some ways, but hmm. I don't know. It's just not my bag. It's always yeah. one of those ones I've where got, we say, like, know, what, I enjoyed what it for what it was, you... apart from the pro stuff. Okay, you know, a lot of the pros... we, we ingested it differently. I ingested yeah. it monthly. You exactly, see. and yeah. you know, it was after the fact when I I read it. Yeah, you know I mean? mm. Mm. Um, it's like yeah, when I, I eventually read the the Killing Joke when when mm. I got round to it. One of the first things I thought was that was shorter than I thought it could be. Because, yeah, well, yeah, I, because... I, I hundred percent admit when I read the Killing Joke, I went, "Is that it?" Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was that was when it came out. You know, yeah. and it was the middle of like the super hype around it, and I kind of went, "Is that is that all it is?" Now it's fashionable to fucking kind of sneer at it, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah, that yeah. was that was in fashion for a little while. I'm yeah. not sure if that's yeah. still vogue or not. I think that was due to that m- ridiculous animated movie that came out. No, uh, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't get me started. Yeah. On that. Well, but, he won that in a prize. I've never fucking watched it. It's still sitting yeah. in a cellophane. Brian Azzarello, <laughs> I think Brian Azzarello didn't he threaten to have a fight with someone who criticised it at con panel once? <laughs> yeah, I think I remember hearing. Well, that. mate, he'd be yeah, fucking yeah. fighting half the fucking world in that. Because right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I can't, I can't remember many people being like, "Oh, yeah, this is what I really needed." This mm. fucking sex scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking with Batgirl. Yeah, please. What? Yeah. Spoilers uh, for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen a terrible. Well, movie. we would suggest you don't. But there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my copy. Send it on for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a quiz. So there's a prize. Yeah. <laughs> and owned a copy of Killing Joke, the animated film. Yeah. Belonged to Dan Butcher. It's probably worth a few quid. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever shown it to that man you met earlier? He's seen it a few times. And <laughs> and the DVD. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> there we are. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Is your phone ringing? Is your phone going? Oh, fucking hell. Oh, fuck it. Oh, we were doing some yeah. well, Tony. I know. He oh, made that right. joke about no, his knob again, didn't no, he? No more references to penises yet. All right. Okay. Sorry. Run up again. Run up again. Oh god, yeah. guys! Yeah, what are we going to talk about? I think well, that's the show over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, see you next. See you next week. Uh... We love talking about our knobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can oh, roll dear. it round to yeah, uh, right, to crossing out. No, crossovers. don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. Um, to uh, our topic of discussion, Dan, is crossovers this week, isn't it? I thought we we could have got someone else from another podcast, and then we'd have our own crossover going, but. We had that, uh, didn't we? A couple of weeks ago, we had that, yeah, we didn't we? I suppose, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all right. So we we preempted this show. So yeah. there you go, listener. Although we only thought about it this week, yeah. <laughs> and you could be listening to this show completely out of order. So apologies for this. Like, yeah. what is continuity? It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. We so are, we, we are all always out. Of and uh, speaking of continuity, don't mean a fucking thing. Let's talk about some that's crossovers. Let's hand it over to our continuity yeah. announcer, yeah. Dan, who answers questions. 
yes uh, and there's somewhere on this fucking thread and i can't find it but essentially we can talk about crossovers and with like good examples good examples so, bad examples yeah. yeah when we talk about crossovers in, in comics um there's always a there's a set there's a buzz isn't there there's excitement about them um now when we for this particular week how are we handle it gents are we talking cross publisher crossovers i've, I've talking... included everything that crosses over titles or publishers or okay. characters okay. yeah i kind of just went for it all on this yeah. so i think publishers can change as well some characters move yeah. about don't they yeah. You know? yeah um i mean some fucking characters go together like fish and chips and others just like jesus got punisher and archie you're like <laughs> yeah. how did this happen i quite like and that then, one yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's interesting. And then you think, oh, that wouldn't work, but then it fucking does. And then you get other stuff. You think, oh, this is going to go so well. And then you're like, oh god. Yeah, you're like, oh, like, right. Well, let's go. Let's do good examples face. then. So let's go around the room. Good examples of crossovers that we've liked. Shall I go first with mine? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, as as I mean, when I was a kid reading comics, it wasn't as common. You know, um, it didn't happen quite as much. We had Marvel Two in One and Marvel Team Up comics. You know, which every month was a different team up. But the one that really blew me away was the Treasury edition of the Spider Man Superman story. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah. I, I confess I've never read this. I absolutely love it, man. I mean it's fairly simple, you know, and it's Doc Ock and Le- Lex Luthor as the two villains who cross over. But because I got it, it's one of those books, I don't know if you've got this, you got given it in the back of a car when you were on holiday, you know, on a long drive right, or okay, something. Yeah, yeah. And I read and read and read and read and it and and every panel of that I'll remember. If I opened it now, I've known it for about ten years. If I opened it now, I'd remember every single panel. And um, it was just a joy, you know? Hmm. Just absolute joy, because I like both characters in a fight, but clearly you think, well, Superman's got to be stronger, but I don't want Spider-Man to fail, you know, and this sort of thing. And they do have a little fight to start with, and then they go, yeah, it's typical. Typical, isn't it? You know, they have a fight, then they join up to fight their their two villains who they cross over and one fights the other one. Um, And I just love that, man. There's a real joy to it. I think we're a bit cynical. There's more cynical to it now, and we it tends to as... You know, I, what about you two? What about when I first started then? reading, uh, I went around a friend's house and they had the Usagi Ajimbo book one. And right. this is like when I was in early teens. And then I was fucking in Stan Sakai, like I'm on Usagi Ajimbo getting the, the trades. And he did like a funny story where uh, I think it's Raphael gets right. transported yeah. to Usagi's world. And they end up having a bit of a scrap and then going back through the portal. And obviously because uh, Usagi's speaking uh, Japanese, Raf, uh, Leonardo, I think it was. Yeah, the, the, the katanas. He had no idea what it was. And I was like, fucking hell. Uh, I just, it completely caught me off guard. And right. uh, such a great moment. <clears throat> These two kind of things that I absolutely adored at the time crossed over they, because, yeah. They're still doing it, man. And I, I, people are bored of me recommending this, but I recommend it over on the site all the time. Consistently, Usagi is the best comic out there. And the reason they did just did a five issue mini of another crossover. And it's so great. Mm. It's just brilliant. Mm. Yeah. it's. I think there's a lot going generally with Saki and the fact that kind of like he is often the tales where he's not the main character. He's just kind of like the uh, uh, an inciting event that starts drama. There's a mystery. Or yeah. Or he's got to go and recover something or, you know, I just, I just think it's brilliant storytelling. Mm, it can't. It great. can't be beaten. It really can't. You know? When it's kind of like uh, infused with kind of mythology uh, from yeah. that part of the world, yeah. It's like, oh, this is amazing because it's just so fresh, so new. Yeah, love it. I and think Groot Shower as well. Too, sorry, do you know like the Dread Batman when that came out? Okay, yeah, that got mentioned like, on the on the Slack a few times. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, 
What about you, V? Like for me, um, taking out the equation, Alien versus Predator, I'm taking. I'm just going to take that out there because that's one of my yeah. favorite, favorite books ever. So just park that to the side. Um, crossovers are a, a tricky one for me. There's there's a lot of ones, and I, I can't name many things too specific. Um, but I'm going to take us back to the image days, <laughs> way back at the beginning of the image days. Um, obviously, there was so much buzz and hype around a lot of these books, etc. And in the heady days of Wizard Magazine. And uh, when I was there with um, my my pals, just, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, just reading through the comics. And one of them collected Spawn, another one collected the Jim Lee section, you know. And I was, and we were just talking about all these different characters. And there was a real buzz and excitement about an image at the time. And I'm not going to speak to the quality these of these things but just the genuine like excitement and how cool it was because i think that's that's a good portion of why a crossover works because of how it gets the readers excited never mind the quality of the story because usually they paint by numbers but when image started there is a real like you would see characters pop up in other books all the time like they they would hop over to different titles, you know. Yeah, obviously it was like basically Chapel like in, Chapel in Spawn was a big part of that story to begin with. You know it was like I mean? mates making comics, and they would just like stick each other's characters in, yeah. and they tried to do like a kind of uh, a universe, but that just fell apart because no. they're just yeah. terrible at fucking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if, yeah, and certainly it did fall apart, but just you know, getting a bit of a buzz of like seeing like like the Wildcats meet, you know, the Cyberforce or. You know, Savage Dragon certainly popped up in many a book around that time. Yeah, and um, the turtles would pop up with him. Yeah, yeah, and there was Didn't lots. Do an issue where they all drew uh, each other's comic. Yeah. Remember, like, Jim Lee, Jim Lee, so. Jim Lee did Savage Dragon. Yeah, he never could quite get the fin on the head right. No, no. <laughs> but I did. I did love that um, that picture of uh, his Savage Dragon, sort of in a sewer. He was like, "Do you remember that one?" Oh he yeah, like, yeah. He's got like. He's got like an MP5 with the laser yeah. light on it. Yeah, yeah, that was a, yeah, lovely. But I just remember, and you know, without a specific type, because a lot of the time, here's another controversial opinion from me. <laughs> um, like Dan, you mentioned like uh, Batman, Judge Dredd, and certainly there's like being like Superman, aliens, or a lot of them. I'm just, I'm just not interested in it. A lot of the time, like it just doesn't. They're two flavors that, for me, and the stories could be really great, but I'm not interested in that story. Like an Archie Predator comic, I'm never going to read. I'm just not going. I'm just not going to read it because it's just I'm, it just doesn't interest me. I, I, there's part. Fair enough. When I first hear about it, of course, you have the the grumpy old comics reader that's like, but never mind that. That's just me being a dick. But and if it's a good story, it's a good story. But I, I'm it's just not my bag. And for me, a lot of those crossovers. They're difficult things to get right, aren't they? Because usually you've got two IPs that you have to please at the same time as telling a story. Yeah, I mean, if, it depends if they kind of like when they did the Marvel DC Marvel versus DC. Mm. Remember that? And there was like that yeah. to have polls or something about who who won, and who didn't. Uh, yeah, that was such a big deal when that happened, wasn't it? But I guess like you kind of I like the strengths of a. Uh, a crossover is when you can bring two characters together and they can play off one another, like uh, what they did in uh, Robocop Terminator. And I mean, it's the other yeah. thing, isn't it? Whatever, it, it's only it's like all comics. It's 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 all in the execution of the comic. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. I've and, got a few uh, from the listeners. Shall I read out yeah. a couple? Oh, yeah, Dan, yes. Dan, did you mm. mention yours? Sorry, I, I don't know. I yeah, you signed your Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've got Gary Watson's mentioned a couple. He liked the Spawn Batman ones. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was going to mention. The first one, Greg Capullo. Frank Miller was drawing it, wasn't he? Was it Tom McFarlane drew it? Did, I think did, Tom McFarlane drew it. Did Tom McFarlane do I, the first I one? I felt did bad for that because, yeah, the second one. Sorry, we're talking about the first one, the original. Right, right got you. The, yeah. That kind of shat over the DC one on that. I remember at the time I got both and I was like, fucking hell, you got Tom McFarlane drawing and Frank Miller writing it and who's going to go up against them two on the DC side? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. And then he mentioned uh, Battle Tide which was a Marvel UK, um, which I actually really fondly remember. is isn't amazing, but yeah. <clears throat> the thing is with Marvel UK is they would always have it. How many times did Wolverine appear in the issues? You know, like, loads of, of there would always be stuff around that. Venom turned uh, up in a couple of fucking issues of things. Yeah, so of course. Like... Yeah, yeah. And then he also mentioned Judgment on Gotham, um, Superman, Superman Aliens, which I actually think is a really underrated comic. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, I can't who drew, uh, oh, it's Kevin Nolan drew it, so it's superb art. Um, and then we've got Robocop Terminator, he mentions, and Batman vs. Predator. Um, he also mentions, he says, when they, they go beyond just two characters facing off, it sometimes loses something. I'll make him right on that, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he mentions Predator versus Alien versus the Terminator, yeah, which became a bit of a mess. Um, uh, Pete Watson sent a picture of the team up he did with Stan Lee where he laid, laid naked with a book over his private parts like Stan had that's probably my favourite team up on the Slack um, I thought, thought about that earlier for a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah Pete Watson also <laughs> recommended I'm the second fucking su- look, looking at that phone now <laughs> so, also recommended the second Superman and Spider-Man team up and the JLA Avengers which was artistically a high point wasn't it Paris si- yeah just oh. Simon Russell mentioned Spider-Man Gambit and Howard the Duck um, not seen that one. Yeah, Martin Fekins mentioned Batman versus Predator and the Amalgamator comics, which obviously we we haven't mentioned, which was a strange yep. and sometimes successful experiment. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, and then Batman sixty six meets Steed and Mrs Peel, which I have to admit to not having read, but I'm a, an Avengers fan, the old school Avengers, BBC, uh, BBC, British Television Avengers. Um, and then there was a few more: Simon Russell, um, Hulk, fan, Hulk and the Fantastic Four, um, Hulk and the Thing. John Thomas classic JLA Avengers. Uh, Robert Hardingham said Top Dogs in the Judge Dread Annual in 1991 was a good one. Yeah, that's right. So there's a few people wrote in. A few people have a lot of love for them. I think mm. there's, there's a bit of nostalgia creeping in yeah. there, I think, yeah. for them, isn't there? I, 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 most of the time, I think that these, as as a product, I hate to call it that, but it, it just has to have one goal. It's just got to just be, it's got to be yummy and nutritious and just be entertaining. You, you you can't I hate it when they're trying to be like, Yes, so you know, Superman is gonna be fighting aliens and it will have ramifications on the DC. Yeah, no, it's not. For, no, no, it's, no yeah. it's pointless. I hate it when they do they sometimes they do say that, don't they? And it's sort of like yeah. no, 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 no. Can I point I out a really good example of when that <clears throat> yeah. did have ramifications? They did Alien Stormwatch, which is fucking a brilliant crossover because oh, um, right. a, a aliens land on the Stormwatch HQ, which is like the flying uh, the orbital space station mm-hmm. and they go through and fucking kill off virtually all the cast uh, and they have to abandon the spaceship and it crashes into earth and disintegrates all the aliens are killed but only like two or three cast members are like left and that sort of set the stage for the authority coming on but it was like uh, okay that massive like knock-on because oh, in that the aliens are because i used to like stormwatch back in the day 
Oh, I don't think that one's great. been reprinted in there, has it? Because I don't think, I think if we didn't have Stormwatch, we wouldn't have the authority. Yeah, if we didn't have the authority, tracks, we wouldn't have the Ultimates. And we wouldn't but, have the current Avengers movies. Yeah. Definitely track that down because it's like, oh, we're going to do a fucking alien here. And then it just, they go through and they're like portrayed so well because none of the supers can stand up against them. They get terrorized. So right. you like that one, V? Yeah, yeah. nice. I think cynically as well, when we see a crossover, we think, yeah, they're after a few quid, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And, you, and you can tell sometimes. I mean, I mean, back in the old school days when you used to have those Sp- Spider Man, Superman, you know, and sometimes they were just full-time jobs weren't they you're given mm. like right by the way this this issue you're going to be um doing this and so you just give it it's a work of hire isn't it you're just doing a job yeah um i i think it's it's difficult because sometimes a lot of these they are just there's absolutely no nutritional value i don't know why i'm making it like food but it seems to make sense they're, <laughs> they're, they can be fluff can't they they can just yeah. be like Oh hello. We know they're not. We know they're not constantly. They've got that, no yeah. canon aspect to them. No that way. brings yeah. it around to my thing. I was. Go I, for it. I, I, I reread Deathmate, uh, <laughs> all four books, and but this is based on local man's local man's doing a, a yes. sort of homage to it, isn't it? Next month, yeah. And uh, it's fucking dreadful. I read it back in the day. <laughs> forget it. Oh, uh, so you know, it's not too bad, but it's fucking terrible. It's really bad. So the thing is, Void and uh, Solar kind of a bit splits off from solar and they they kind of get it on and it creates a kind of mashup universe between the valiant at the time and image uh none of the writers on either side seem to know what the characters from the other company do so they were really generic <laughs> Deathmate red which was like the life field extreme studios book came out just under a year late after the event had happened <laughs> a year late from like an event so all these books were supposed to come out and then you could that's not like him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a story about Bob Layton fucking sitting over him, standing over him in a hotel room where he finished inking his bit on the prologue. But that's fucking terrible. It's just absolutely shocking. Like, yeah. the Valiant stuff is better, ri- more written, better, well, more rare than the, the image stuff, which just seems like it could have been any one of their comics because if I was going to tell you, how, how would a Rob Leafield do a young blood comic? Essentially, he starts off with all in a fucking jet, this time a helicopter, mm. and they all jump out and then get involved in a fight in some base, and then they come up against the, the main baddie. And it's like, that's just young blood at the end of the you know what I mean? Just on and on and on that goes. Yeah. And uh, some reading that that actually fucking sunk Valiant. It absolutely fucked me oh, over. okay. It just right. was like the nail in the coffin for them because here was a studio putting out these books that were really like the characters that were beloved at the time. And then they didn't put so much into this and the image side didn't basically hold up their end of the bargain. Uh, shops really over ordered on it and it was fucking just sitting around and no one was buying yeah, it's it. It's always in, in um, the cheap yeah. bins at conventions and marts and stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Uh-huh. Really just shocking. I had a struggle reading it. I've sent for you guys a panel where mm. essentially the, all the characters keep dying off in these battles that they're having one, against one another. And they kill four people in a panel. And the only thing where you can tell that is because the caption says so-and-so died in the explosion. So did so-and-so. And then this guy died <laughs> and that guy died. And so, mate, where did, what happened to comic show don't tell? And like a few, few, few pages back, you did a full page spread of like, does someone jumping in the air? Why don't you <laughs> the space you used on that flat, that, that, that splash page to kind of pull out the story in this bit? This fucking amateur hour, but yeah, some of the art's really nice. I got to say, it was a cash cow, wasn't it? Yeah, massive. But it wasn't well, so intended much intended to be. Yeah, intended to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, mate, I, t- I know you were saying about that, but the, the the thing that one of the questions you said was a poor example of it, which that is is um is also second issue appearances of Wolverine, Spider Man, or Batman. That fucking bores the tits off me. Yeah, oh, God, me, it yeah. always seems to whenever they're looking because you get the, the the bump with issue one, don't you? Then they think, oh, we yeah. need another bump. Issue two, three, or four, or five. We'll have we'll have one of those three characters yeah. in it. Yeah. So um, yeah, just completely, right. just completely random. Like no. The one I remember from the the Marvel UK one was there's that uh, wild thing, and it was yeah. drawn by uh, Duke Martin. Who yeah, he did that. Is his name Duke Martin? He he did Accent yeah. Man, and uh, she's kind of like a VR superhero. And uh, Venom turns up, Venom and Carnage in issue two, and they they're gone within a page. And it's like oh, they were in the <laughs> VR. Thing. So, yeah. Did you just? It's so nakedly transparent. Why they they're here? <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah, I can't um, you there, T. No. So, what about when do when do we find it interesting? Was the next question. So, I've got I've got an answer for this, and it, it, this on. is purely personal. Okay. I don't expect any of you, anyone listening, or even you three, to agree with it. But I actually find it really interesting when pulps meet. So, books yeah. that I've read, you know, often as a novel or something like that. For example, you got um, there, there was a thing called Masks, which was the meeting of the Shadow, the Spider, and the Green Hornet. It's not brilliant in the execution, but I just find it really interesting. And you also get stuff like you got Vampirella, Red Sonia, uh, Bionaman teams up with people, um, Green Hornet teams up with two people. You get Vampirella and Red Sonia teams up with people. And I, I yes. don't know. I just kind of, I don't know why. I just, I'm the, the, I know it's cheesy, but the uncynical me just used to enjoy that stuff out of Dynamite, and still, they still do do stuff like that. And I just kind of just like it. It's not heavy on any kind of continuity. You can just read it and have fun with it. I don't know why. I just kind of dig it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the kind of when bringing these two characters or two properties together, when they can kind of bounce with each other, and then you'd get a story that you wouldn't get ordinarily or you wouldn't be able to yeah. tell, but, but it adds to them. It adds yeah, like to the them. Planet of the Apes King Kong comic really dug into some seriously interesting issues there. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I mean, how would how would the apes see like they got this fucking huge one now? Where, yeah. How does that? How does that? But it's a savage one as well, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's just an interesting concept, and and done well, done with some beautiful art and everything, and some interesting writing, which is obviously the 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 core of why I enjoy stuff. But I think it's more than you. I don't mind it when you know, when they go, oh, uh, superhero A meets superhero B. They initially fight, and then they're like, oh, we've got to work together to fight. The sort of Marvel so way, when it yeah, for years. I can, I can yeah. kind of take that. That's like, yeah, but when it's just like oh, we're going to get together and we're going to fight, and that's the end of it. Uh, uh, yeah, small press wise, there was uh, the, the elephant, Eric Merrick the Elephant Man, and uh, Doctor Crow did. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and they, yeah, they yeah, worked yeah. together really well. That was that was fantastic, but. As we mentioned before, with small press comments, when you're trying to, if you can only do an issue two a year, if you're doing a crossover, that's a yeah. lot of fucking time yeah. being invested in that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not that many examples of it in small presses. There, there's no. bound to be a few. I can't think of any at the moment. But most of it goes like fan art. Yeah, in one of the early issues of Vanguard, because I was having it on Drunk Duck, I had someone else's character in mine, and they've disappeared. But it's like, well, I'm just going to keep keep that in the book and use it it's like you know maybe i should have okay. there don't but, say it live yeah <laughs> uh yeah so fuck it well what, what do you find interesting vince when you pick one up what's going to sort of spark you to pick it up um 
you did that barbarians comic recently didn't you that had a sort of mixture of different yeah i I find things like that interesting and like when you said about the pulps tony i um i i completely in agreement with you there you know um when you step away from like the the more mainstream sort of characters and you you delve into the you know like a team up of like these different characters and certainly like when the Phantom and Flash Gordon and all of that, you know, they they've made yeah, the comics yeah. and stuff. They're they're great crossovers. They're, they're flavors that work brilliantly together. Um, and certainly Zorro's crossed over with many a swashbuckler. Django is a great Zorro Django yeah. comic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that that was what I never got around to reading that, but I heard good things about that one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arm Gira did yeah. the guy from Scout. Nice. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's it's taking those lesser known. Uh, well, I say lesser known, but. You know, just off-center sort of uh, characters, usually historical, rather than anything modern. I find it quite interesting when it's yeah, a no. bit in the past. For instance, take a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know, take these famous yeah, literary, the yeah. the, the yeah. literary characters, mix them up, put them together. You know that that is that's a crossover book in a way. Do you know what I mean? That completely is because you're taking yeah. existing IP, um, and we were talking about Sherlock Holmes for instance you know there's been lots of different uses of Sherlock Holmes and you know Dracula etc all of these that's I I like that more you know that, I think when you've got a, I think when you've got an eye to a you know a, a universe that's created perhaps by one or two people and the yeah. ones that spring to mind for this are what I now refer to as the Mills verse where we realised that Invasion was linked to to Robusters, was linked to ABC Warriors, was linked to Nemesis. Eventually we got there and we figured it out. And the other example is the BPRD Hellboy universe. You know, Lobster Johnson is is linked to BPRD, is linked to... You know, there's... It slowly becomes a crossover, almost, yeah, almost like organically, and because it's being regimented and guided by that one writer, writer artist, and I kind of dig that. I like that. Think what I find with a a lot of these um, sort of crossovers. um, I remember I I picked up a book, uh, Sherlock Holmes um, versus the Necronomicon, so you know that sort of Sherlock Holmes and that kind of thing, the mixing of the two worlds. I'm interested in stuff like that, but a lot of it sometimes. kind of fails a little bit in execution because I think when you want a crossover of and you want there's got to be energy in it certainly when you read it you're excited about it and you there's you want a certain burst of energy you don't want to just sort of go oh this is going to be really exciting it's 25 pages of just people talking why is it <laughs> yeah. why why is nothing happening do you know what I mean? I mean, even if it's, I know it's a, like a criminal investigation, but fucking hell, something's got to happen at some point. <laughs> and, and some stories do that, don't they? They sort of, I, I think when something crossovers, that's a, that's an exciting prospect. It should be a let's just fucking go for it. Let's just yeah. give the people what they want from the title. If you don't get, if you don't give them that from the title, then you're failing, aren't you? Really, you know, if especially when you deal with bigger characters, superhero worlds, and etc. If you don't have the fight, if you don't have the stakes, if you if you have just sort of two people sitting down and like talking, you know, there's only so much build. We want build up to it for it to make sense. Yeah, but the but the build up is just the prep before the fight. It's just the prep before the the team up. It's give us. When you when you have a crossover book, you know what you want. Deliver it. Do you know what I mean? That that's what I think creators have to do. Um, 
if they can do a little bit more with it, you know, if they can add some layers, maybe introduce some characters that maybe have... You've got to make life. the most of the differences, I think, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they can't yeah. just be someone from the Victorian age teaming up with someone from, yeah. you know, Star Trek, and suddenly they're just teamed up and that's it. I yeah. think you've got to play off how they, you know, react differently to things and stuff like that, you know? Do you... Th- I mean, here's a question, because one of my questions was going to be when we started this is, like, how... <sighs> how important are they in the grand scheme of things you know um if you're well, usually disposable aren't they they're completely, completely they're completely disposable they have to be because i feel like if you write in say you do marvel dc crossover and then an integral part of the character change comes from that crossover it's a waste you're building an empire on sand there because you're not yeah, sure how, how you, much you can how do you republish that yeah. yeah this is certainly um and interesting with something like for instance void rivals which is a book that's you know it's got transformers spoilers it's got transformers yeah, issue three to it. read on my uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah i've got that lined up to read yeah you know that's got transformers and lots of stuff in it but it's introducing a whole new bunch of characters and it's it's leaning towards that do you know what i mean it's introducing a new ingredient to an existing world i think when you say how important it is there's two levels to that and there's the importance around the story the narrative and the canon but there's also the importance around the sales and it's a sales driver yeah it's important to the industry crossovers whether it be you know having wolverine appear in issue two of miss marvel or it's um you know was it gi joe crossing over with transformers it's a sales drive yeah and they need it i think when you um uh to further on from that question just say you've got this crossover of these two these two IPs that are meeting up and uh, you've created a character to bring them together. You know, here is this child that's in this world that has to be defended or, you know, attacked or something like that, which brings the two forces together because they're going to meet there. So there, there you go. You've got your setup. What you have there as well, you have the potential to, for a new character. Hmm. Do you I did win- this in that fucking marvel dc thing didn't they the mm. amalgam universe they had that chap who could he's like half red half blue and he could go between worlds or something i guess it becomes a rights issue like who who gets the chance to use him or not or yeah yeah we yeah. live in a world of um people wanting evergreen books but, and but, i don't but, think jla avengers will ever be an evergreen because no. it's too difficult to but yeah. if you're creating this as a creator if you're coming to create this and you've created this character that is the MacGuffin. They're called MacGuffin. There you go. Give us some fan art of what MacGuffin looks like. Um, I'm MacGyver. <laughs> I, I said, just thinking off the top of my head, I would love the classic 80s Secret Wars done with like a load of heroes from Marvel, a load of heroes from DC and villains, and they get chucked on Battleworld. And it's like exactly the same scenario. Well, that's very similar to you. You said, you know, what would we like to see? That's very similar to my pitch yeah. that I've got in a minute. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It really is. But yeah. If you've created a new character for this thing, um, how much stock do you put in this character when you know possibly it goes nowhere? Well, it's the same with a lot of it's the same with a lot of characters now created for Marvel and DC. You can create a new character, a new villain for Spider Man, but at the end of the day, how does that work for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, is it when they really... decide to put someone else on it who writes their miniseries or something, you know, yeah. it's like. It's kind of a, it goes beyond it, doesn't it? Kind of thing yeah. of like, well, what am I, how are my rights involved, and why am I creating this for you when I ain't going to see money from yeah. it, etc. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is a shame. You're never going to get the best out of people if they've got that kind of mentality. On yeah. the other hand, I'm not knocking people who have that mentality because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Six Some, and a half of the dozen. Sometimes that, that, this scenario is something that has bled into just, just the normal continuity of comics. Never mind like the inter publisher ones. For instance, um, like Hope. Was it Hope from the X Men? You know, that was a character yep, that, still that, about. That, was a, that was essentially a, a, a plot driver. For for this what this arc this um you know this in comic crossover and stuff, but once it's all said and done, how important are they? And then you have the problem of other people are going to write this character, and if they're not interested in that character, it probably, you know, it's sort of it's a tricky one, isn't it? When it comes yeah. to the creativity of these things, do you go into it and just go, I'm just going to give them, is this could be a popcorn chewer? Let's just give people lots of fireworks and fun. Does it stop people being more creative, you know, bringing newer ideas into it? A crossover, do you think? Uh, I, I, it depends, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it depends. I mean, I'd throw myself into it because I wouldn't give, really give a fuck. But the, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But some people are thinking of the fact they've got to pay the mortgage. You know what I mean? It's. I mean, big, yeah. game, big game at the moment is like the ultimate crossover. Yeah. Um, but. That is within a certain. It's in continuity. It's got rules like, you know, because yeah. it's in continuity, it's one creator who can kill off whoever, whenever they want. These major characters, they can. Build well, we need that second characters. issue soon, don't we? I know it's. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Next week, is it? Looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 And for instance, if he says, "Well, this is going to have major ramifications for this series," or "There's going to be a new character that's going to change the world," he probably means it because his eggs are in that basket. Yeah, that's where we that's where Marvel was at one time, you yeah. know, when, you know, when the sort of Marvel started again, you know, with Fantastic Four one and, yeah. you know, Amazing Fantasy and stuff. Marvel could do that. It did have real world consequences. Unfortunately, they're so far down the road now. We don't believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean, anyway, you know, whether it's a crossover or, you know, everyone in the X-Men getting murdered, we know it will change and be rebooted, you know, we're all, you know, but I think with Miller's, he's got this nice little tight universe, isn't he? So far, even though it's twenty years old or so, he can do it, and yeah. you believe be, you believe the consequences. It's yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see how that plays out. That, that mm. series, yeah. And he, I used to believe it with Valiant. You know, when Valiant was good, do you remember when they existed? The uh, <laughs> I used to believe it with them as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony, did you or say Valiant, you had a pitch? No. Yeah, I thought. I thought one of the questions was I can't remember what was your last question, Dan. It was it something like who do you Essentially like, to like see? Would you would you cross over with like if you was going to do a, a, a crossover? How would you? Um, yeah, yeah. How would so you if do it? if if money and and copyright were no issues at all in the world, yeah. um, then I would do a. It's like a Secret Wars. Everyone gets put on an island, and every martial arts character from comics: Ooh. Richard Dragon, Yang, Remo, Iron Fist, Karate Kid, Sons of the Dragon, Badger, Kyle <laughs> Freeman gets put on an island, and it's like the ultimate Bruce Lee into the Dragon tournament. And the the winner has to fight Shang Chi, who's the master of kung fu, for the title. That's what I would do. Right, that's yeah. fucking great. That's fucking yeah. great, isn't it? Yeah, that's I was going to say, buddy uh, Remo Williams is a bit of a beast when it comes to that because, like, yeah. his his abilities almost go to the point where like they're supernatural. Like, yeah, if you read the books, I mean, there is there is there was a I only included him because there was a great uh, Marvel magazine about him. Um, 
Steve Dicko did a story in it. Uh, Lee Weeks did a story in it. It's, it's a great series. If you, you it's ne- I don't as far as I know, I don't think it's been reprinted, and you can hunt it down quite cheaply. But if you read the books, at one point he can he can sort of almost beat um, beat gravity and stuff, and you know he's got this way of touching women's wrists that make them fall in love with him, and you know there's all this sort of very bizarre stuff. But because there was 160 novels, you know that's why it went a bit mental. Mm, <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know. Even if you watch either of the two movies, he does. He virtually overcomes gravity in those. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember there is, uh, I rewatched the pilot, and he he runs down a jet of water from the roof. Like... Yeah. Have you seen the other version of that? So there was the movie that came out that's got Captain Janeway in it. Um, yes. There's that movie, which is is a good movie. You know, there's there's some issues with it. Let's be honest. But the um, and then they did a TV pilot as well, which you can find on YouTube, which is Malcolm McDowell playing Chen. Sure. Yeah, Jim, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a really weird one, and that starts off with Remo jumping off a building. Yeah, jumps off like about five or six stories, and then lands on the pavement. And yeah, it's they've gone from strange casting for. <laughs> I really don't understand why they just couldn't get a Korean, no. an old Korean actor man to play play yeah. Chun. It's like but they, they are such he's such it's people don't get the satire from those books but they're just so good he did a, two of the biggest villains in the books are people who ran a tv studio because he tried to write he tried to write a movie a few times and it get the deal kept going to fuck so he thought i'll make i'll make the people who fucking <laughs> villains in the books he's like that you know it's like amazing <laughs> i did rewatch the film this week it's it's an interesting one yeah it's not bad mm. no nah. yeah what, what would enough you, what would you do he's Dan? good casting Oh, yeah. I think that, and I spitballed it earlier, but like the idea of just rerunning Secret Wars, but you had like an amalgam of DC and Marvel superheroes versus DC and Marvel supervillains. Mm. I think that would be great. Like have a load of Flash bad guys with uh, a load of Batman's bad guys and Green Lantern, and then there's some Marvel Kingpin, Venom, and then you're off against like Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk, Batman, Superman. Yeah. Uh, and then they got a win battle world. I just think that'd be fucking great. Uh, there's not many kind of crossovers I yearn for nowadays, if I'm honest. Kind yeah, of... me neither, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm almost, to be fair, I was sort of pleasantly surprised with the um, the Ghost Rider Wolverine crossover that started okay. this, this week. And and I I don't know, I just quite quite dug it. It's, it looked like, it's not by text, but it looks like Mark Texera art, which I thought, it, it's you can see it's a sort of homage. If you get you think we're a bit long in the tooth for it? Like, oh, what happened if fucking Batman fought Wolverine? Like, yeah, this is Ghost Rider Wolverine, Weapons yeah. of Vengeance. I mean, that just screams late God, 90s, doesn't I'm it? I'm so yeah. tired of them using vengeance in the Ghost Rider books. Like, use it, <laughs> yeah. you get another word. Um, but yeah, the idea vengeance is, for what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I was about to be quite cynical then. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, There's that man with the snake earlier. Uh, yeah. Um, the ideas <laughs> that I've got are probably... Um, I, I I got two potential ideas. One of them is more on the sort of literary side, and they're both kind of on the villain side of things, rather than any heroes. Okay. Um, they involve boning. Always. Uh, in fact, yeah. that's front and centre. Your phone. Uh, I'm, right putting, I'm putting this fucking phone on mute. You <laughs> <laughs> see it going off beside me. Um, yeah. I would have um, probably like Moriarty, Professor Moriarty versus Dracula. And, oh, interesting. And I would set that up that when Dracula takes the boat to London, 
he's on Moriarty's patch and it's sort of like two villains against each other like what the fucking hell are you doing in my city kind of thing um, so you got sort of supernatural gang crime you know a game of chess between the, the world's most brilliant criminal and the lord of the undead you know there's something like that you could do something quite fun with that I think you know um, there's a manga on Moriarty it's like before he became a villain he was like a oh I've heard of this yeah yeah, yeah. I said, like, okay, I didn't really consider that premise. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I might have to check that out. Um, uh, my, my son was watching that uh, record of Ragnarok, and it's got mm. fucking Jack the Ripper and that. And oh, right. Oh, nice. All, all these people from humanity has to fight the gods, and they choose the champions from huma- humans versus the gods, and it's the most bizarre fucking thing ever. I'd bet. Um, very, my, very bizarre. My My second sort of pitch would be and here's one that goes against um <laughs> you usually what I stand for because I'm not necessarily a big fan of such and such versus predator. I know there's a yeah. new book out at the moment. It's not it's not really the flavour that I want for. But if I'm gonna step into that world, okay, and I will just make it a like a s like a self contained, like pretty dark and gritty sort of action thriller, I would have Predator versus craven oh yeah and, that'd work you know so the, the hunter becomes the hunted that sort of like that'd be quite interesting yeah a little bit of a concrete that's, jungle kind see, that's, of vibe to it so that's of. where you can kind of use that thing of like playing the character up and getting something out of them that it'd be quite difficult otherwise yeah. and if you wanted to like for instance make it canon you know if marvel sort of say oh could you do something that makes it makes it canon spoilers craven wins He's got some tech for that he can now use to then fight Spidey and stuff like that afterwards. Just say I got it off an alien. Yeah, L- level mm. it up. Yeah, I got it off an alien. You can do that in comics these days. Yeah, um, you know, level up. These days, they do some crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ever like the symbiote Spider-Man? Like they, they never put the origin. They couldn't do the origin again apart from like the current comics. Because like, where'd you get this off a of battle world? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that you know, I'm I'm more interested in those slightly you know, off off center sort of things that you can have some fun with, but the stakes aren't really like world changing stakes. I think okay. some, that's sometimes I mean, the, the weight for the bigger titles, isn't it? That drags it down a little bit. And it's hard to beat the greatest crossover that's ever been created in any medium, which is um, Jane McDonald goes to Japan. Right, I think it's okay. difficult to beat that. Well, that's I've a high, had high bar. Prob- I've probably had about 20 messages about that this week. Thanks for everyone who messaged me about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's almost as bad as the, remember when the Robocop game came out and I kept on getting messages. Oh, Danny, they're, they're making a Robocop <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they all mean well. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, pre- I really appreciate it. I'm great that you're in people's thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan, did you know they're making a Robocop game? The Robocop game. Yeah. Has that been out yet? Is that out yet? Most of it's been pushed back to the end of the year. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I didn't know I'd been pushed back to the end of the year but thanks for telling me <laughs> oh dear yeah so um, fascinating what are your thoughts about crossovers because obviously they for, for a lot of uh, readers and rightfully so um, they are an enjoyable slice of comics that you get a kick out of um, but what do I'm you I'm on the slack and say what you think we, yeah. everyone's, we've had loads of recently we've had loads of replies yeah. to our, mm. my my 
Punisher fucking conspiracy theory got thoroughly stamped on this week. And thanks to everyone who wrote in. I fucking love seeing what people think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And certainly, I mean, I've said to you all, okay, I'm not really a, you know, you hopefully you all understand the kind of crossovers that I'm more interested in rather than the big one. What one should I be reading? Recommend me yeah. one. Change my mind. I feel like that meme of that person. I like, I like them if they involve scissoring. Sat behind the sort of Stephen Crowder. Stand behind the desk. So yeah. change my mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't like crossovers. Change my mind. Come over, can you change my mind? <laughs> he didn't have an affair. He said it on yeah. his podcast yeah. recently. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, luckily, we now know. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, if anyone wants to come on our show and say you haven't had an affair, like they yeah. draw a line under it, we'll, we'll take those messages. More than welcome. More than welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, we welcome your thoughts. So get involved on the Slack group uh, get in touch with us and join the community the wonderful community on there i'll shout it out again later in the show but yeah it's, it's always worth saying that it's just a wonderful group of people not, not that i'm uh, in any way in the corner of uh, mr crowder but he does allow people to come on it who have a different opinion and discuss it with them which we are very keen on if you don't agree with us come and say it we'll, yes. we'll, we'll have a chat with you about it do you know what i mean yeah. more than more than interested i'll probably even give you a little heart mm-hmm. reply you know, because I'm I'm glad people have got opinions. That's the best thing about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. People yeah. who kind of cross the aisle and kind of like willing to talk to people that it's the way to go. Yeah, that's the world, man. That's what we need. And that's oh. yeah, not just fucking yeah. comics, whatever. Like, I, yeah. I I have opinions. I also know that opinions aren't necessarily facts. So yeah, I'm wrong about a lot of things. So <laughs> you know. I'm, just, I'm right about the scissoring. That yeah. is, I'm right about it. Well, well, you're, not, you're not going to be able to yeah. make origami without it, Tony. So, Thank you. Well, I just had to pull you up the, 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 the HR call. I had to stop the HR call <laughs> before it happened. There. You, uh, you don't make any cuts in origami. Here we oh, go. Good. Fucking nerd. <laughs> what I a can't, nerd. I what can't let that. I can't let that. Here we go. Captain Foldy Foldy telling me what to do with my life. Anyway, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't let you get away with that. I could not. Let that I think go. you're fine. Yeah. All right. I'd lay in bed all night. Well, <laughs> I should have said something. I should have said something. Well, to be honest, you got to cut the paper down to size. Do you ever have those moments where you afterwards, afterwards, you think, oh, I should have said that? Yeah. I've only, Every day of my fucking yeah. life. Once it happened to me, I remember I was walking down, I've told you so, I was walking down like a posh road in London, and um, I walked like I walked in front of this car to cross the road, and some bloke went, you could have been killed there. And uh, I went, oh, mate, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> and just walked on. And I just always think about that moment and think, I said what I think I should. You know, that's the sort of thing I should, later on I would have thought, I wish I'd told him to fuck off. But I did at the time. You did at the time. That's great. And, it, yeah. and as I'm walking off, I can hear him say, there's no need for that. Oh, there's every I need thought, for that. Yeah, absolutely needed to yeah. tell you to fuck off, mate, you posh. Yeah. Sorry, you come at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar incident, but I did say something. Uh, it was like a Pat's commuter, <laughs> <laughs> commuter train coming out of London. And everyone was standing, it was boiling hot. And a voice, start, they started whispering, like talking to each other down the, the carousel. There's someone having, like, something's happening down there. And we got a first aid room board. And the pe- the voice was getting, like, asking down the coach. And it went past me. And a little voice in my head went, You're first aid trained. And I was like, <laughs> I'm first aid trained. <laughs> I had to go up and fucking help this person. Good was, man. You're a hero, uh, Dan. Not Good a hero. Man. They just felt funny from the heat. And by the time I got up there, they felt like a minute. Raise their knees, so. sit them on the floor, raise their knees. That's how you do it. So I had to fucking stand next to them on this like 20 minute train journey home. Just saying, are you all right? Yeah, have some drink. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Have I ever told you about the time I gave mouth to mouth? 
Right, Dan, just switch. In the first aid scenario. Okay, um... Yeah, in the first aid. I'll tell you afterwards. I won't tell you. Okay. Oh, Louise listening in. But, but speaking <laughs> she of... She wishes it was her. Speaking of... Sh- what? Just don't, don't, just don't call Louise. It's fine. I'll deal with him. Um, <laughs> but speaking of shout-outs... You can deal with me. What, what shout-outs have we got, gents? I've got a couple. So another shout-out for the United going underground. This book has now made its amount. It's definitely happening. So get hey. on it. You can get a copy. Um, some great OA tiers on there. That means original art for anyone who doesn't know. Um don't forget, you can go to acprecommends.com, which is the new website yes. address for um, all of the books we mention on here. Craig, Craig Shields, what a lad, good geezer. He goes on every week, lis- listens to our boring fucking bollocks, and then puts on the books yeah, that you can recommend you, on there. Man. Nice work, Craig. You're an absolute him. saint. Now, as a little thank you, go and follow Craig. You can follow him at Craig A. Shields on Twitter, X by me, or you can have a look at his site, www.craigashields.com. He's a bit of a tech head, and I'm sure he can be of use to somebody. He'll certainly be someone mm. I would call on if I needed help. Cool. Um, congratulations. Where's he, where's, he, where's he from? I think he's UK-based, I think. Yeah. Okay. Get in touch with us, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll show our the, appreciation. Um, that makes it sound saucy. Yeah, yeah, I did offer to send him, but he said, no, I just like it. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, cool. Well, we'll do. Um, and we like you. Con- yes. Yeah. Congratulations to Sam Brett, who we have known since he was a wee yes. thing. Yes. And he's now Brilliant off to university. Nice. To study comic and concept art, I saw his dad post about it. Too. Oh, that is awesome! That's so, great news, yeah. Yeah, big shout out to Sam. Who I have smart. He drew me a Roland rat. How's that for a piece of art? I've got an IG88 sketch card from him. Ah, uh, nice. Roland yeah, what a good, rat. good geezer. That's yeah. amazing. That's Why deep cut, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, so I heard the best ever quote this week from William Friedkin, who sadly we lost this week, and his he was talking about Al Pacino's opinion. And he says, I don't give a flying fuck into a rolling donut, what he thinks. <laughs> My favourite quote of the week. Fair play. Flying Good fuck luck. into a rolling donut. I didn't know the rolling donut. I've heard flying fuck before. Didn't know rolling donut was part of it. Yeah. But I'm definitely adopting that from now on. If someone could do that into a rolling donut, hats off to him. Yeah. There you go. Never mind. Well, nice one. Yeah, I do. Uh, and I just clicked the link and I can't fucking find it now. Uh, blam and glam. Oh, issue yeah. 1 to 7 and Toy Figure. A comic set in an alternative 2020, 2021, where a woman with amnesia battles demonic mecha monsters. Figure available too. That's absolutely smashed for its goal uh, by our friend Richard Morgan. Go check that one out now. And that's the end of the shout outs. Ah, well, well, I've got one more. Saturday, 7th of October 2023 at the Doubletree Hilt by Hilton in Bristol is the Bristol Comic Expo. That's come around quick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's stirred about it, isn't we? Yeah, uh, ten thirty till five. Uh, guests such as Liam Sharp, the mighty Alan Davis. Um, yes. I might pop. You over can sit next to him and get a bit emotional again. Can't yeah, you? yeah. Uh, the likes of Simon Furman, John Higgins, Rob Williams, Lee Carter, Keck W, Dave Kendall, Paul Grist, Lou Stringer, Mike Collins, Ian Ri- uh, Ian Richardson, Shaky Kane, Jordan Thomas. Hey, nice. good boys. Uh, Matilda McCormick Sharp. Weird work. Yeah, yeah. Get on issue two. There's so many more, so tickets on sale now. Set adults ten pound, child five pound, under twelves free. And uh, there is a um, classic UK art exhibition. I like it when they do the exhibitions. That, um, yeah, we like that bit, of it, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, so I thought you was getting out. the jump on Lawless there. I was like, hold on, that's my lookout. Oh no, 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 no. no I'm, look, I'm not. I'm not going to step into your turf, son. Calm down, son. Calm down. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. So check that out because um, you might see. Um, um, you might see me there. Brilliant. 
wa- waving and probably looking uh, hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think but Jedi's I... ever used the Force to play with each other's willies. Tony, this fucking phone is. <laughs> 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 but no, I don't think Jedi's did. That's a Sith move, isn't it? Oh, maybe he's at the dark side. Yeah, depends where the. Anyway, um. <laughs> Don't want him playing with my dark side. Dan, just turn your phone off, man. I'll I'll turn, I'm going to turn it off. I mean, cause... certainly the last ten minutes of this show, turn it off because you don't. Look, it's just going to be chaos. I'd love if I'd someone ma- did a fake message from her. Imagine was... we're going to get an email saying that we're no longer going to be contracting services to you because this is just yeah. beyond the pale. Yeah. We're not paying them. We're here, not paying them if that's the case. Uh, here, here is the invoice. How much? How much? Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, stuff that you should spend your um, hard-earned money on, possibly. What a fucking link. Thank you. Bravo, V. Thank you. It's time for the recommendations. Uh, Tony, would you like to kick us off this week? Yeah, I'm going to go quickly through some comics. Do you remember I bought the um, cutaway comic about Nightmare of Eden um, uh, and talked about it a few weeks ago, the Doctor Who comic? Yes. Well, I got through three more singles um, from them. And they've reached out to us this week um, for a chat. And I was going to quickly buzz through the three that I got. And they are fucking class. I've got to be honest with you. Very, very impressed. First one, Eldred Must Eldred Must Live, um, written by Bob Baker. who We all know who Bob is. He created K-9. Also co-wrote The Claws of Axos, Three Doctors, and The Hand of Fear, which is where the story sort of comes from. Art by Stephen B. Scott, who's also worked in the X-Men. And he's, I think he's currently working on Storm King comics, the John Carpenter imprint. Um, colours nice. by Andrew Orton. I think Andrew colours a few of them. So this is basically what happens after the last, um, after the credits of the the 1975 Hand of Fear episode uh, storyline four parter, and something is left behind in the nuclear plant, and it takes over. Really good, full of action, lovely, lovely art, just class art. Um, I was going to say pro level art, but I've got to stop saying that because a lot of the stuff that appears in the big big two these days, I wouldn't call pro level. But uh, this is really good art. Um, the other one I got was the first issue of Amiga, which is a four-issue miniseries story um, by Bob Baker, again, um, along with um, writers Mark Griffiths. Art by, get this, John Ridgway. So anyone who knows John's work knows that he has that link to Doctor Who. He did some of the Colin Baker stuff. He did the, the I forget the name of the Penguin now that appears in it. But they, some of his stuff I think has been taken on as being canon because the Penguin was used at Big Finish. Big Finish is now canon you know this is a really interesting side of it um and it's some of the characters from minyos which is doctor and underworld which i think is like a 1978 four-parter they revolt against alien gods and there's this rogue god amiga um who is the character that appeared in three doctors in the Argon infinity so it's got a real tie-in to the continuity of the original series the og series but it's also using people who have previously been involved in it if you see what i mean which i really liked um the the last one is Lytton. Um, anyone know who Lytton is from Doctor Who? My Doctor Who knowledge is extremely poor. So Lytton is a character that appeared in a couple of series. He was in Earthshock, which is the one, uh, the Sideman one from Peter Davison. He's also in um, Revelation of the Daleks as well. I think they got shit. The BBC got shit because the the sort of villains in it dressed up as policemen and were machine gunning people in it. I don't know if you remember Fucking that one. Hell. Yeah. But it's written, this comic, Litton, is a series, is written by Eric Sawwood, I think you say his name is. Uh, now, he was the writer of Earthshock Visitation, Revelation of Daleks. He was actually a Doctor Who writer. 
and he writes this along with art by Barry Renshaw, who does some who does some great work. Um, and it's these are published by Gareth Kavanagh, who's the guy who reached out to us on Twitter. And it's based in just the perfect place. Anyone who read um my work in the anthology, mine with um Nick Prolix in the anthology, it's based in 1975 in Soho. And Lytton and his psychic Wilson, they run a bar that has it's there's a vertigo element to this where it has a sort of sci-fi dimension y visitor kind of, you know, um place where lots of people come and see it. And back then, for anyone who didn't know, Soho was is not the trendy place that it is now. It was fucking the dregs in Soho. There was a couple of clubs that people used to know and go to, but the the place was a crime zone, you know. Um and he's running things. He's he, Lytton is at best an anti-hero, but I would say probably a villain, and they've got him playing throughout this. Really good. What you get with it as well, not only do you get these, they're, they're American-sized comics, these ones, um, full colour, really nice production values, but they also come with a DVD that has stuff like commentaries, video interviews. Um, <laughs> Brian Blessed has started playing Amiga, and he does like an audio thing about Amiga. Just Brian Blessed, of all people. Yeah, you know? God, yeah. Um, so really, really high good, high quality um there's a couple of other books there's a book called orsini which is um a later colin baker story um characters from a late colin baker story who kind of play on that don quixote sort of vibe um that looks really good the art looks tremendous in that and then there's a paradise towers comic paradise towers i always thought that had a sexual element to it but i tell you <laughs> um which is about the tower block which has got sort of these girl gangs in it do you remember that one from the sylvester mccoy period oh um, god yeah, it's I've, I've I've seen it, but I can't recall awful. it. It's pretty awful, man. It's a bit pantomime but the comic looks good. Um, there's a book called Faustine, Gods and Monsters, which is written by Stephen Gallagher, who also wrote Warrior's Gate, which I think is one of the, the most underrated Doctor Who stories ever, with art by Martin Geraghty, who also did the, the magazine we talked about a few months ago, a few weeks ago. And that's out next month. Um, and it crosses over with characters who've been in and out of the Tom Baker universe. I mean, this is really quite an endeavour. These, this comic universe. I think they kick-started a couple. I talked to Buddy Mind Rod on the OC Slack the other day, and he was saying, I think they kick-started Lytton, I think, initially. But it's really growing out as quite a thing um, as a comic universe using some of the original creators, you know, from the 70s and 80s, but also using these sort of little side characters who appear in it to make a comic universe. I think it's really good. Really brave thing. Go to cutawaycomics.co.uk. You can follow them on Twitter. Um at cutaway universe um yeah i'm really impressed I, i'm on it gotta tell you i'm on it like nothing with this one really good stuff there you go nice one. dan what have you got i was back this book through kickstarter and it's boxes issue one summer oh, oh, 2023 boxes is a brand new comic magazine from third bread press that aims to showcase new short works from the most exciting and interesting creators in indie comics and this inaugural volume contains the talents of Mark Brady, Sammy Ward, Stephen Goodall, uh, Mason Wilson, Beck Kubrick, Stephen Thompson, Julie Campbell, Alastair Black, Bob Turner, Christian Porter, Enrico Arras, and edited by uh, our boy Stephen Ingram, who runs yeah. uh, Third Bear Press, which you can go to thirdbearpress.com and buy it. Uh, like all anthologies, it's a mixed bag for me. Yeah, because are, aren't they really? Yeah, it's just the nature of the thing, because if you've got seven different flavors in there that this can appeal to some and then not to others. And there's some of this, I, I like some of them that I'm, I'm, God, I'm indifferent about, but it doesn't mean they're bad. It's just that it's not for me or uh, I didn't get a loads out of it, but there's, there's a the monster in the middle and I'm not sure the, the author, uh, author is, 
and it's about a young lad who goes through some like light cosmetic surgery and uh it's interesting i know someone similar who went through some a similar experience and had similar reservations and hang-ups after having it so it was interesting it was like hearing a similar story from another person uh it was interesting yeah definitely there's i mean the the production uh behind this book is absolutely fucking top notch it's as we said earlier the line between sort of small press and inverted commas and pro stuff that that line's fucking all but gone it's just really well done the art is really top notch there's some real talented creators in here and as they rightly say there's people in there to watch out for it's really good stuff and imagine you can find a lot of their books on third bear press yeah i guess i guess you can yeah yeah if not they will uh, soon i think yeah that's uh 12 quid for a, a, a chunky did i say how many pages i don't think it's listed that's my fault yeah 72 pages so it's a big okay. old big old watch there so uh yeah go check that one out it's an interesting book nice um, i've noticed they've got the selling poo poo pee pee on there as well <laughs> yeah nice. i know yeah that's where i got mine from yeah the, yeah, the yeah. book not just <laughs> uh nah. the stuff um <laughs> <laughs> you can buy um, that i'll give you the dark web address yeah. for that later <laughs> my my recommendation is the first in a long line i'm i after I bought this book, I suddenly thought of this experiment. Not an experiment, just an ongoing thing I'm going to do for this show. Namely in the recommendation section. I'm going to do... Now, before you jump jump on, it's not what you think it is when I say it. The sex thing. No, it isn't a sex thing. Anything could be a sex thing. with you, Tony. Everything is. No, no, no. But I'm going to do a new 52. Now. Okay. What I mean about that is... Every week of this, for the next 52 weeks, I'm going to read a new number one book. Issue one of a new book that I haven't read before. It's got no context of anything. I'm just going to... Because I've talked about many number ones on this show before. Like, I've just tried my hand at them. It's usually one of the things I actually quite like doing is trying to find an issue one of something and seeing if it's... I'm trying to find my next fix do you know what I mean the, the next big thing and I just thought well, for the next year why not just do it every week just see if there's a new book that is absolutely killer and they're always going to be a number one so get, get, get in line for a long line of number <laughs> ones that I'm going to try some of them may be better than others who knows but I tried this week issue number one of The Cull from oh yeah, Comics. I saw this is out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. This is from Image Comics. This is from Kelly Thompson and Mattia De Lewis. I've said that wrong, Mattia. I'm, uh, I apologise. Um, this uh, basically the synopsis is. I'm not going to. I'm going to describe something that they put in the synopsis that I don't agree with, and I'll talk to you about that in a second. But the story is: five friends set off to shoot a short film on a forbidden rock near their home the summer before they all go their separate ways. But that's not really why they're there. One of them has lied, and that lie will change their lives forever. Dun dun dun! How dramatic! Um, <laughs> Lies. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the the beginning of that synopsis. I don't like it when people do this. I understand why they do it, but something is killing the children. Horror vibes mixed with the Goonies style adventure. As five friends, as five friends set off to shoot a short film. I don't like that first bit of that synopsis. Just start with five yeah. friends go off to shoot a, a short film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all you need. That's caught me already. Don't I don't yeah. need to know about comics I haven't read. 
Yeah, and I read this. I, you know, I, I saw a preview of it, and I read it without reading that synopsis. I was quite. I, I was just intrigued by it. I read the synopsis after the fact, and I think sometimes publishers just need to. Yeah, we all understand. It's like Hellboy meets such and such. Just don't get don't the do story that. first. Get the story synopsis first, and then put in that bit because if you have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story's going to trap you on that one. Yeah. Oh. Because I tell you, I tell you, I haven't read something that's killing the the children yet. I say that yet. Like a lot of people ain't. Do you but know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. You know. But I will tell you from this first issue, absolutely no Goonie style vibes. <laughs> absolutely nothing <laughs> no, like that. No, no truffle shuffle. No, there's no truffle shuffle. Um, but this is certainly it. This was a great book, actually. I haven't really um, been aware of these creators. I understand the artist. The art's something that I'm going to talk about a little bit. They worked on like Captain America. They've done a few things for Marvel. Okay. The, Captain America Zero. Do you remember that? It's very. Um, Oh god, yeah. Um, it's it's highly detailed to the point where it looks like it's reference, probably is reference, and the style of the shading and everything is, it's very realistic, but it's, it's weirdly sort of hypnotic. <laughs> there are some, there are some sort of panels where I just kept staring at the art, just thinking, just trying to figure out how they captured this sort of style of art. Um, fits really well with the the story itself, um, which is very much like an image image book of this. You know, you've got a bit of sci-fi, you've got some supernatural type vibes. Um, within the first three pages, it's very interesting because there's a double page splash of giant alien-like monsters on a beach with these um, people in the foreground and you're not quite sure what's going on there's like alien an alien landscape and stuff like that and then it cuts to you know a, a day earlier that kind of thing um, so already you know that this is going in some big epic type it, we're, we're going to some unknown places but the story itself is is very much grounded in real people's lives and, and these are all sort of um, you've got that young sort of they're about to go off to college, you know. A bunch, of, a group of friends that have their own lives, and there's some, someone. One of them suffered a tragedy, um, which is haunting them, which has affected their relationship with another friend. There's someone. There's there are hints to some domestic abuse. Um, so trigger. I mean, it's not you don't see anything, but just a trigger warning. These these plot lines may come up going forward in this story. Um. So we've already got that. I think um, it's probably a better sort of uh, reference, if you're going to take one, of this group of people who are then just dropped into this scenario. As as Chloe, the, the main one is, is Chloe, who, who leads her... They're going to make this short film before they all go off. Um, and there's a Black Rock Beach, and she takes them down. In the middle of the night, they're all sort of sneaking out of their houses because they need to travel to this beach, and the light's got to be right. And they're not... They have an idea of what they're going to film, but when they get there and they pass, they pass through this sort of cove. Everything kind of changes. Um, in a in a page and a panel that is quite beautiful. A lot of this book is in the dark, is in the night. You know, um, all of these characters are moving through suburban streets and heading towards um, like the beach and stuff. So the lighting's quite dark throughout. So whenever you see a pop of illuminated colour, um, it stands out. And then there's a there's a wide screen. You know, this is Dorothy. This is going from black and white to 
you know, full colour. There's a there's a moment like that of like what, and it left me thinking at the end, what the hell is going on? What is this mystery? I've I've got to get issue two, just to and and so, this issue one is a successful issue one because by the end of it, I wanted to know more. I I think sometimes with these uh, um, certainly debut issues of these stories that are very sort of personal, um, more they're almost like novellas or short film, you know, or, or it's like a TV show, or a film, you know, when they've got that sort of short five issue sort of construction they're very tight but the f- end of the first issue you've got to be you've got to be in it if you've only got five issue if you've only got five issues by the end of that issue you've got to be going somewhere and i've i've read a few where there's the build up and there's not really there's not really a cliffhanger at the end of issue 1 and I think there has to be, doesn't there, when you're constructing a mystery or some, you know. But this one delivers on that. We, I've got an idea of who the characters are, their relationships, the dialogue's great. It seems quite sort of realistic. Um, and I just don't know what the hell's going on, so I'm on board for it. Never mind those something is killing the chilling children, the Goonies vibe. I'm here for the cull. So and I and the word itself, cull is quite an it's quite a horrible horrific kind of term sounds like animals doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i don't know quite what the fuck is gonna happen in this in this book it could get quite dark um but the issue one won me over the art itself is it's there's definitely I don't, I don't want to say that because this is going to sound supremely negative i really really like the art in this book I think it is done really well. There's a definitely um, models and reference, which of course you can do in your books, and it's been done one. And if it's done right and handled well, yeah. it can look great. And I think this, for me, this is an example of it. Um, there are moments where I, I, I was, I was thinking, how much of this, you know, how much of this is him drawing it, and how much of it is the photo. Um, there was a. If I say Ooh, the word, you're a bit torn, aren't you? Uh, they're, they're, if I say the word poser, it gives a, a negative vibe. There's nothing like that in this book. Uh, okay. but but you know, sometimes, is it a bit stiff, maybe? Or? Yeah, in some sort of ways, that it feels like right. um, because a lot of the panels feel like sort of snapshots of of scenes. Um, but the acting, what I like about it is like there's dramatic acting and there's brilliant facial acting. It, it's just so realistic and so on point. And I think it might be the colouring and the shading that gives it that sort of... There's a smoothness to it, which is slightly like, oh, how did how did they get this? I'm, I, I'm, I really like it, but it still gives me that... There's a couple of moments where I'm like, is this too referencey? Is this not referencey? You know? Okay. I, I think, if anything, I just want to know how they achieved it because certainly when they get to the... When I talk about this big widescreen epic the monsters and stuff there ain't no fucking referencing there and that stuff is wild that is yeah. you know that's that's crazy so to because the people are so realistic i'd like i just i'm fascinated by this artist's process you prefer it to be a bit more sort of in on the cartooning style rather than the in, in some ways in some ways yeah. I, th- I think it's because their their way of color it might be their way of coloring their, their way of coloring is so sort of soft and okay. um 
I'm trying to think of a, a, an artist who does a similar kind of thing, but it's it's gentle. There's no heavy lines. There's it's very soft lines, and a lot of it is all done in the the coloring. And certainly they're okay. using Photoshop text. They're using like real life textures and things um, for backgrounds. It's just I'll send I'll send you some screenshots. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To see what I mean. But um, so I know you're doing this thing where you're trying a, a first issue for a year. Yeah. yeah. Is this one you'll you'll carry on with? I I will definitely. I'll get issue two of this. Okay. okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I might come back to it in, in, like another recommend sort of going. Oh, the, the series is going really well. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the that's the test. It. We do do a lot of issue ones, yeah. and I tend to talk about a lot of issue ones, which I will continue reading. But sometimes, but yeah. I don't always talk about issue two and three because you kind of said what you need to say. You know, until yeah. something different happens, don't you? Yeah. Really, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know we've talked about them on the on the show before, haven't we? And then we've just briefly mentioned oh, issue two of this series is yeah brilliant. like local man we were on fire yeah. about local man i'm still reading it you know yeah, on yeah, fire, yeah. you know there's a, a few books there we don't necessarily mention them every week but we are continuing to enjoy them do you know what i mean yeah 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 so um yeah the cull if you if you haven't heard about it if it's past you by check it out it, it's worth it it's fascinating i like to see what people's thoughts are on the art as well so good yeah. stuff and uh yeah a great book so tony take us home yeah, last one is another image book, actually. Um, I did have a few. Um, I've had recently, I've had a few small press books, and they just haven't caught me, man. Just haven't okay. done it for me. Right. So I went back to the well that is, uh, you know, the kind of the well of imagine, sci fi imagination and fancy imagination for me at the moment, which is image. Um, it's pretty. You know, you ordered a book a couple of weeks ago. Does that come through yet? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that um, after the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is The Sacrifices by rick remender i've just sent you guys on the whatsapp group um a page of it which is one of my favorite pages i'd love some away from this man um rick remender dave mckaig on color max fiamara is the artist and russ wins the letters it's three dollars 99 390 to buy it in um That's a gosh page. uh yeah and it good 2.99 um on comiXology um it's the first issue of an anthropomorphic in the most part uh fantasy environment storyline um i haven't i just like to quickly get in there i haven't seen such a buff human budgie hybrid since owen owen sherwood sent me that comic i um, <laughs> mean owen knows what he's talking about there nick nick Prolix put me into Owen sherman he does some great stuff but this is different but um it's a nice setup but with events in it with a storyline there and i mean remenders ever reliable isn't he i do like his stuff um mckagan fiamara are just a great team together um, there's a place called Tomorrow, <clears throat> and it seems like a peaceful place to live. And it opens on this cottage on a hill, which is a farm, and you've got this family of anthropomorphic pigeons or budgies or something, um, and they live there. And, but there's something weird is going on. There's a kid... <coughs> pardon me, sorry. There's a kid who um, lives outside. He has to live in the barn. And whenever he tries to get in the house to get food, he's beaten by his father. And his sisters are like, I'll let him in the house. He said he can't come in the house. And you begin to realise the reason they've sort of ostracised this kid is it's almost like a, a, a weird, a weird sort of cruel way, cruel to be kind, twisted way, where every family has to give up one of their kids to the to the to the king, to the ruler in his army, uh, and it's you begin to sense this is why this kid's out there, and then they turn up, and the the the, the army are these insectoid soldiers. That's the sort of reveal is the page I sent you. Um, it's really nice designs on there. Yeah, man. really nice. Really nice. Um, 
And running along the same time as this story is this story about the daughter of the king. And the king has this sort of fire ability. And the daughter is this flame-haired princess who is on the cover. She's, I think the cover is another one of these things that she's a, an echo of things future, which is her standing there with weapons and a sword. Um, I get the sense that the daughter is going to rebel and the daughter is going to be become, the two storylines will become involved. And she she watches while the king feeds, and the, he kind of goes. This sort of strange supernova thing happens. Um, this is lovely, man. This their MVP, the the art team on this, man, so good. It's it's there's there's no real humans in it or anything like that. But it like a lot of these books, there's such emotion portrayed by the by what's going on. Um, the art is exactly what you need. In a story like this, beautiful setting. Vince, I think of everyone, you will fucking dig this man. Oh, like, yeah, I, I yeah. must say, like, I didn't know about this, but the more like this sounds like, about... a, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, it's it's got such a lovely. It's, I mean, give, having to give up the firstborn son is is almost a trope in fantasy stories, isn't it? Yeah. But this is done with a real sense of heart and tragedy that you feel it, you know, more than you would feel it in just some crappy eighties novel or something, you know. Yeah. Um, super original designs lovely pleasant surprise to me um when i just I, it was i picked it up on an impulse i think i'd seen the other vince talking about it um from eoc and i thought oh, i'm gonna get this um the sacrifices from image get on it because i think it's going to be a hot one i genuinely do it's a good one nice nice definitely plenty there for you to go and check out good yeah yeah this week and uh yeah we've had a lot of fun talking about comics this week and we hope you uh have enjoyed us just ranting and raving and uh, um, sorry to our HR department for all the calls we get this week. They're <laughs> sacked. I think, yeah, that's the yeah, drop us as clients. Yeah. Um, but we hope you don't drop us as your podcast of choice <laughs> for, for comics. And if there's anything we talked about, keep this the discussion going. Um, you can email us, awesomecommentspod at gmail.com. Likewise, if you've got any comics events, any charity drives, anything at all that you like, want us to share. We've, we've all been privy to seeing... They almost finished DUI three. Yes, mm. today and it looks fucking outstanding. Yeah, it's mm. a it's a good one. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll make a few more amends to him and then uh, frame and we're nearly there. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for more info on that. Such as on social media at the mm. Awesome Pod, we'll be shouting out about the episodes, retweeting good comics news and good comics art and just good comics really. And uh, thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website awesomecomic.podbean.com if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a nice review. It helps get the word out about the show and the algorithms and all of that nonsense. And if you uh, listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what are the networks we on, Tony? We're on the Pod Wellness Network, um, which is called Menage à Moi. <laughs> and, and it has an episode, a couple of episodes. One's called How Important It Is to Blow Your Own Horn. Um and another one, which I'm guessing is the Shakespearean one, which is called Much Ado About Nothing. So get turn, on that. Turn your phone off, Dan. <laughs> Much ado about And I'll take any more calls from Louise tonight. No. I, I just can't apologise enough. He's texting me already. Uh, um, sexting me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, well, just get your lawyers to get in touch with us. We'll be, we'll be sort of that. Um, no. I'll have no. lawyers. <laughs> no one will take me on. <laughs> oh dear! But um, yes, stay tuned because next week, if all goes well, 
Big E, got it's a big E next week. We're, a, we're having a meeting off this planet. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big one, and you're going to mm. learn a bit, a bit as well. We've we've teased this possibly, and by yeah. damn it, somehow I we've, can't we've pulled, wait. We've pulled it out of the bag, yeah. but we'll say no more than that right now, because um, you never know what's going to happen. I might listen to an episode and I not come on. I think one thing. I know it's going to happen, is we're going to have an awesome week of a comic book reading and chat. Oh, yeah. And where can people find um, us in the meantime until next week's show? Where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? And everyone, anything, I've just released an episode about uh, Scout with Dave Craner, who came nice. from Scotland. I need, to, I need to get on yeah. that book. I need to get on Man, that. we I talked read. about this. I think you've read the first issue or something, haven't you? I read it's, the first trade. I got the first trade, yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. Dan? You can find me, uh, I'm not going to say the Twitter one, but you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Just coming to the end of this issue, there's going to be a big couple oh, of upsets God. coming up. So. I've been, I've been <laughs> the, the latest pages, man. The latest pages, yes. I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen? I just, <laughs> I love you. It's life. still up in the air what I'm going to do to some degree. You're but, a brother okay. from a, you're a, brother from another mother but i just don't trust you and what you do <laughs> yeah i love the ones oh nice happy bike ride next one fucking hell damn yeah 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 his head was cut in three but no seriously though you should check it out because it's definitely brilliant. thank you and you can find me on social media at jester diablo thank you all for listening this week get involved in jump in the slack get in touch with us Yes. Join that wonderful community over there because there's loads of like, yeah. groups and channels. Whether it be just I don't know, there's a pound. Nice, shop, some nice sales up. stuff this week as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's brilliant stuff and wonderful group of people on there. Even if you don't, you know, if you don't do social media, if you don't do anything else, we know some people that don't do any of that nonsense who just enjoy being on the Slack. They don't even have to listen to the show weekly. The yeah. Slack, the Slack channels, just the Slack groups, just become a great community of people. So go and join it. And uh, yeah, I think that's it, gents. We've got some planning to do. Uh, yeah. We need to get our birthday suits out. So uh, thank, thank you for <laughs> listening, everyone. From Dan, Tony, and myself, and everyone in Expected Autumn to go Forest, there. Yeah. I'll go anywhere, maybe. No. <laughs> oh, what have I done? Um, <laughs> but what you should do is read loads of comics, make loads of comics, just stay happy, healthy, and uh, being the people with that we know you are because we love you very much I'm not even and Tony does it but I'm not even going to give him a chance and uh, until next episode what should they do guys stay awesome stay awesome bye everyone see ya bye.